0: It's podcast. You're listening to Gorehead and the Wiener. Hello. Welcome, everybody. We're doing another classic episode of Gorehead and the Wiener. That's a
1: classic for a classic movie. Um, Classic,
0: classic. I wouldn't even say that this movie was really... It wasn't gory in... Well, I mean, for 70s standards, I guess there was some, like, kills in it, but it's not gory. It's it's
1: the 70s, unless you're making a, like... like, Not a snuff film, but if you're making, like, you know, a trashy, like, grindhouse sort of movie, this is the other side of that. This is the... The classy can be played in normal theaters and take your family to go see it kind of horror movie, but again, this movie kind of suffers from the same problem as uh, the Exorcist, where it's it's more famous and people assume that it's scarier than it actually is. And it was scary at the time; people lost their shit when they watched it originally. I well, maybe I should just say we are talking about The Omen today.
0: (laughs) <laughs> yes, you should probably say the movie we we're talking about The yeah, 1976
1: we were talking... classic Not that 2006 piece of crap If you ever watch that There's a better original one So don't even watch that 2006 <laughs> pile of junk
0: Don't even do it Watch the original 1976 movie Gregory Directed Peck. by Richard Donner The God. genius behind The Goonies and, and Superman.
1: <laughs> and Lethal... Oh, he made Scrooged? Yeah. Oh, I love Scrooge. I had no idea that was Richard Cotter. I watch that yeah. every Christmas. <laughs> Me too. That is a Christmas classic. I didn't even know. He has a Halloween and a Christmas classic. I know, right?
0: Spelled. Yeah, he's so well-rounded. He, famously, my yeah, mom... And he made the Lethal Weapon movies, too. It's perfect. And my mom famously <laughs> hates Scrooge because she finds... What? <laughs> she finds the acting to be really whiny in it. And I'm like, but... He's going through a rough time, man. What oh, do you yeah. want him to do?
1: <laughs> like she thinks Bill Murray is complaining too
0: much. Yeah, like he's too whiny and too angry. She hates it. It's like, okay, <laughs> that's the whole
1: point of his character. He's supposed to be a pilot. He's supposed to be an
0: asshole, and he's supposed to have a character arc. But if by the end
1: of the movie he he becomes a good person and he yeah, talks to the that's camera, point. he tells yeah. everyone to be kind to people. And Viola Davis is in it, and I didn't even recognize yeah. her at first. It, like took me like the. I rewatched it like a few years ago, and I just kind of like clicked. I'm like, "Is that Viola
0: Davis?" I was like, "Holy shit!" I was like, "She's been acting forever." Viola, Viola's in it, but yeah, it's uh, it's. I guess she's just too much of a purist, and she has to watch the original uh, Christmas Earth. movie.
1: I'm also a purist, and I like to stick to the original version for me, which is the Muppets Christmas Carol. That's my Christmas Carol. That's your original. I freaking love the Muppets Christmas Carol. It's, a good it's got ones. Michael Caine in it as, as Scrooge. That yeah. dude's classic British as all hell. And he's surrounded by Muppets. And that man still puts on a classic, like, performance. <laughs> like, he is in the actual christmas carol with real humans and not muppets so it's it's amazing
0: it's true even it's being peak. surrounded by muppets he still does a bang up job being scrooge
1: oh it's 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 amazing it's narrated by gonzo come on
0: <laughs> come on what can't go wrong yeah but yeah we we're, we're not on christmas right now we're on more of oh. a halloweeny vibe at the moment so we are talking about the omen and yes. i will let you give a intro to the yes. oven, if you have something prepared
1: before Richard Donner assembled the greatest ragtag group of young children to save their sleepy Oregon town from the greedy capitalists and before before he dazzled imaginations by showing a man can fly by bringing the man of steel to the big screen he scared the shit out of us by cementing in our minds that small British boys are tools of the devil and should be immediately stabbed with metal spikes
0: Yes. Small (laughs) British boys.
1: (laughs) Small British boys are all tools of the devil. If you have a British boy from the age of six to nine, punch him in the face and tell him to stay away from the devil.
0: (laughs) Punch him in the face. That's the lessons you're learning on this podcast. Stay away from that devil boy. (laughs) Stay away.
1: Yeah. Yeah, You got a small white British boy living with you. You could be living with the Antichrist.
0: You could be. That's that's the lesson I want everyone to take away from today's podcast. Yes, Don't yes. trust any little British boys because they they might look like they're sweet and wholesome, but within that cute face is just the devil.
1: It is. You check their scalp and you bring them to church and see if they lose their shit on you. <laughs>
0: check their scalp. Yeah, that, that reference will make sense later. Yes, um, it will. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'll get into the gore summary and rating. Uh, oh, this will be a short I, and sweet one. <laughs> yeah, right, because I always give this for every classic episode. Um, normally there's more gore, um, but this time is very, very this like is, PG. This gore. is what the
1: young kids would call a boring horror movie, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. But,
0: it's artsy, and the direction is beautiful. So it builds
1: tension. T- t- it's a good, like, scary it's tale. It's, it's not as scary as what you know—Jason chopping a kid's head off, or throwing him through a wall, or something. You know, it's—it's it's not going to give you that visceral effect. But if you can sit down, keep your goddamn cell phone away from you, <laughs> and just watch the movie, then you will build tension, and it will be somewhat exciting.
0: You sound you like a. Even, a I sound like an old man. To- this is my old man, grandkids. grandkids. <laughs> Put your goddamn really t- phones down and watch <laughs> a good movie one of these days.
1: You kids don't appreciate cinema <laughs> with your TikToks.
0: With your TikToks and your Instagrams.
1: Yeah, this is uh, <laughs> just in case our fan base was small enough. I've limited it to even <laughs> four. I, gotta the I entire don't think we have...
0: I don't think our demographic is Gen Z to be honest. Like no. I don't know if anyone <laughs> I'm not sure in that our generation
1: demographic is, but it's not that.
0: <laughs> no, it's it's between 25 and and like 35 so far. Is what I have read. But I think if the recent uprising in shorts and TikTok videos tells us anything is that the younger the generation gets, the more the shorter the attention span. It's <laughs> yes. what it feels like. For video content. I'm hoping that changes because I don't think, like, getting any shorter than the content that is popular now would be terrible. Like, I can't do it. I want to go back to longer format stuff. Yeah,
1: it's been scientifically proven that it is actually killing younger generations' attention spans and their brains are developing differently. So they can't actually focus on things. It's like building in HDAD, essentially. Yeah.
0: It feels that way. Um, so yeah, I'll get into the yeah. gore summary and the gore rating. I gave it 4.5 out of 5.
1: What a wholesome movie. Good old yeah. Gregory Peck. <laughs> Classic actor from Classic. Roman Holiday. It's like, you're just waiting for Audrey Hepburn to show up and have a good yeah. time. Yeah,
0: seriously. That's that's what it felt like. If she could be in a horror movie, it would be this one. But... Yes. So I'll go over the, the gore, in quotations. Um, <laughs> there's hanging there's a pole goes through a body you see a disfigured body you see a beheading you Mm -hmm. see some stabbing and some shooting so i mean i gave a 0.5 off and like i would say the most gory one is the beheading but it is still very like pg like you see it happen but it's very clean it's like they just have a dummy head that they just someone threw up in the air Kind of a thing, so no, it, it, yeah, it's, it's cheesy. In.
1: It well, that scene though scared the shit out of people when it first came out, though. Of like course, that was like, 70s. yeah, and and actually, that for that specific shot, Richard, daughter, clever fella, he edited it in a very specific way where he did it so that um, it, the, the beheading, as soon as it cuts, it cuts away, and he knew that people would look away at that point, so he cuts away for a few seconds and cuts back at a time in which he knew people would turn their heads back to the camera, back to the screen, so that the head would be in their face when they'd look back at the camera, thinking that it was over, but it was just like, right in their face.
0: <laughs> Smart, yeah. Like,
1: that's a clever camera trick. editing oh, it's technique. Like
0: Ari Aster <laughs> style editing.
1: I bet Ari Aster frickin' loves The Omen. <laughs>
0: Probably. Yeah, he's also very artsy, but also very funny He's a modern-day
1: equivalent of, like, the 70s art horror movies, like, you know, Rosemary's Baby and stuff, I would say. He does the...
0: Yeah, except he has gore that is next level, and I can't watch it without feeling nauseous, so... <laughs> well,
1: it, well he, he properly brings the, the gore and the scare to a modern audience as well, so it is, yeah. like it is what you would have felt if you were a 70s lady watching The Omen. Like it, a 70s especially lady. The, <laughs> if you were a 70s lady, then, you know, you would feel as scared as watching one of his new movies.
0: Great. I would be terrified as a 70s lady.
1: <laughs> you know what? Yeah, if you're a 70s lady watching these movies, your head would fall off. Oh,
0: damn. Yeah, my whole head would fall off. Yeah. So, yeah, now we can get into the detailed summary, because that's really all the gore there is, so... There's a dog barking. There's a dog barking, but there's um,
1: baboons, angry baboons.
0: <laughs> That's not gore.
1: But they're yelling really loud.
0: <laughs> but they're doing audio gore.
1: their butts are so red. <laughs> their
0: butts are so red. Um, but yeah, before we get into the detailed summary, summary, I'll just say like if there's anybody that is feeling like just like a classy spooky watch give this movie a shot there's like barely there's really no gore to be afraid of it's just a good movie so yeah yeah and we're getting into spoiler territory so here we go spoilers so the omen is a 1976 supernatural horror film directed by richard donner like we said before did the goonies the lethal weapon series scrooged and conspiracy theory which i don't even know what that is I don't know
1: what that is. Superman! (laughs) Superman! (laughs) Superman. I love the 70s Superman movie. I watched the shit out of that as a kid. Christopher Reeves is my jam.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So the movie follows an American diplomat uh, named Robert Thorne and his wife Kathy living in Rome, uh, where she gives birth to a boy, which we find out dies in childbirth. Um... And the hospital father, Chaplain Spileto, which I found out through the Wikipedia page. His it's funny that is... you figure out all
1: these people's names that like, they're never really given, but they all have actual names. They've all got are...
0: names. There's a script. They need yeah, names somehow. There's a
1: script.
0: There's a script that we don't know when we're watching yeah. these things. Uh, Another but Father's... throwback.
1: The old movies yes. have scripts.
0: Yeah, uh, they have scripts.
1: They have stories. <laughs>
0: So Father Spiletto persuades Robert um, to secretly adopt a baby whose mother just died in childbirth, but Robert does not tell Kathy that the child is not their own, and they name him Damien.
1: If anyone loves the Amazon Prime Netflix, or Amazon Prime series, Good Omens, you can thank this movie for Good Omens existing, because
0: the scene from Good
1: Omens where they hilariously swap the babies and mess it up with the demons and parents is the comedic version of this whole sequence. It is almost the same and it's, it's beautiful. So if you love good omens, you should watch the omen so that you can even enjoy good omens more because it becomes even funnier after watching the omen.
0: Oh yeah. I should say there's also a really shitty ripoff of that in the Addams Family too. (laughs) <laughs> that I animated. <laughs> I oh, animated that's great! I didn't animate like that a, sequence, but like, like I baby. animated on the movie. The Adams family yeah. has
1: like a Satan baby.
0: <laughs> well, spoilers. It's Wednesday.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, Wednesday is like the Antichrist. That's
0: crazy. No, she's not the Antichrist, but there's just like a, a sequence where, um, <laughs> where you see Uncle Fester like juggling babies, and then. <laughs> Wednesday thinks that she might have been switched at birth. <laughs>
1: oh, that's great. <laughs> see, there you go. The influences of the omen.
0: Oh, it's endless. 50
1: plus years <laughs> later in the Addams Family CG remake. Like, look at that. <laughs> Survives sure, the test yeah. of time. You go, Richard Donner.
0: Amazing. You live
1: forever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, five years later, uh, Robert is ambassador to the United Kingdom when mysterious events plague the thorns. So, the first thing we see... I'm pretty sure is uh, Damien's birthday party.
1: Yes, yes, that's he's like turning five or six, I think. He's turning
0: five, yeah, I believe. Everyone's having and a good time. It's they're clearly very wealthy, uh, wealthy yeah, British family, and they've yeah, got. Yeah. Uh, well, they're like, Americans. They're... they're
1: not British.
0: Oh well, okay. Well, they seem like they should be British, but they're not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> They, um, what was I gonna say? Oh, yeah, they've got, like, a photographer there, like, their own personal photographer yeah, taking photos. ponies, you
1: got, like, All clowns stuff and juggling happening. shit, and everything a little boy would want at his six-year-old party, let me tell you.
0: Yeah. And, and then some. <laughs> something happens where, apparently, this is Damien's nanny, yeah. but she is, like, yelling out the window or something. It's-
1: She's standing um, on top of the roof at the very edge of it. She's on the edge. roof. Yeah.
0: Okay. Like, I wasn't true. sure if it was a window or the roof. Yeah. She's like, this is for you, Damien. And she jumps off the roof and hangs herself. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: so, Damien, this is the first of many, many terrifying cold looks from this little evil bastard. Where yeah. he's just He doesn't react for a second. Everyone else is no. screaming and yelling, and he's just like doesn't care, doesn't flinch.
0: Nope. Just staring blankly. The
1: little child. I, I don't think did... he even does he say a word through the entire no. movie. Yeah,
0: He just screams. Yes, just yes, definitely.
1: he screams. Later. Holy crap.
0: But, um, <laughs> but yeah, the I'm pretty sure we do see the nanny, like, before she hangs herself, because the photographer is taking photos, and he gets a photo of her and, and a bunch of people, and she eventually hangs herself. And the photographer will come in later, mm-hmm. um, and then a Rottweiler shows up randomly, Ooh. which is supposed to be like
1: <laughs> he's a hellhound. He's, he's supposed to, to be a hellhound, hell but hound.
0: he's just a cute Rottweiler.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. This is this is one of the movies that kind of unfortunately I think made people afraid of Rottweilers and thought that they were like evil dogs, is because you know in this movie he's portrayed as a pretty evil animal. But I'll just say now. I read a delightful fact that they had troubles with filming the dog in all the sequences. You know why? Because all he wanted to do was cuddle and lick everybody, Aww. and he just wanted to play. And so, so cute. He, they, they couldn't get him to at, look or act like mean at all because he just wanted to play.
0: <laughs> he was like, "I don't want to be mean. I just, just want to have a cuddle. Yes, want to have him some, him treats. some treats. He will cuddle. He will cuddle." <laughs> <laughs>
1: rottweilers are sweet
0: yeah rottweilers are sweet dogs it's just like i've there was an owner who had a rottweiler and unfortunately they shouldn't have owned a dog in general Mm -hmm. and they just did not train this dog well at all so it was super vicious but it was vicious to everything and it was because they locked it up in like a cage didn't let it out it's basically, like, dog That's abuse. So That's so sad. so sad.
1: Like, why have a dog if you're gonna do that? Dude. Just, just, people are
0: terrible. Right? It's... Get a cat. Like, a cat doesn't no. need you to supervise it. It's like... That's why I
1: have a cat. My cat doesn't give yeah. a shit about me.
0: <laughs> yeah. Get a cat. If you can't... If you can't train your dog properly and give it the affection that it needs, get yeah. a cat. Get, like, a... Get something that doesn't need affection. Get a lizard.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. get a bearded a bearded dragon. It'll just sit on yeah. a rock under a heat just lamp. sit on
0: a rock, you can feed yeah. it, keep its temperature good. I mean, I'm so, sure it's got other issues, like it's hard to keep it. You know, I'm just saying.
1: This least... isn't a podcast about keeping animal lizards. No, it's That's... not.
0: But a bearded dragon isn't going to bite you, you know? No. It's not going to bite and I don't even think wood. they have
1: teeth. Like they just have gums because they just eat bugs.
0: <laughs> just need to jump on bugs.
1: Oh, it would just so anyways, like, suckle you. <laughs> That's all it could you. do. <laughs> they
0: think you're, if they think your finger's a worm, watch out.
1: Yeah. You'll Try go to suckling. Eat you. <laughs> Cruising for suckling.
0: Cruising for a suckling. Cruising for a suckling? That's a weird thing. That sounds Gross. terrible. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the word "suckling" is really—it's not a
0: nice word. It's not. A it's nice not
1: right word. up there with moist, moist suckling. Oh,
0: moist suckling! <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> stop I think, it! Okay, I I barfed in my weird. mouth. <laughs> Let's go. So, another thing that happens is the new nanny, Mrs. Baylock, arrives completely <laughs> unannounced. She just shows me. up with her stupid wispy bangs that are <laughs> horrific. <laughs> I don't know why I have such a like a. I'm so focused on people's hairstyles. One of us
1: always has a problem with one of the facial features of a of a random character in the movies. Like there's something it's that'll. True. It's the big At job least... girl in Hellraiser two, and now yeah, Mrs. you had a big issue with her. This is Baylock's tiny whiskers. It's whiskey just her bangs.
0: Bags. Her bangs are transparent. Like if you're gonna go bangs if you're going to do some bangs you got to go big got to at least have them <laughs> you gotta go visible go bang bang on your with your forehead. bangs you got to yeah <laughs> if you got to have bangs do it. go go out with a bang
1: <laughs> go with a big bang girl you deserve it go to the stylist get yourself some thick bangs
0: get some freaking thick bangs get maybe half she would not wear worship- hair cut into bangs <laughs>
1: Half of your hair is just like she just swoops yeah. her hair forward exactly. and it's like a it's comb a over.
0: Forward, it's a forward comb over. It's a bang yeah. comb over.
1: Oh man, you just created a new old lady hairstyle right there.
0: But like from the back, so you have to have really long hair. So it just like so the back gets all the way to the front. And then it like just the like rest progresses. Is it's like the whole No, time it's like for... all the way you know when you have a comb over? You have to have yeah, really yeah. long hair on one side to comb it over. It's like that, but from the back forward. So you have everything; it just stops here, and everything just pulled forward like this.
1: That's amazing. That's amazing. I think, I think that's like kind of like Donald Trump's hairstyle. I think he's got like a forward over the kind of thing going on because, like, when the wind hits his hair, it just like it blows all of his hair upwards. That's just true. It feels a massive bald spot. It's he may, true. He may have not started. not fooling
0: anybody. I don't know why people think that looks good.
1: Oh, it never looks good. It's like the last, it's like your last tinge of of, of ego dying. It's like, just shave it, yeah. man. You'll look a hundred times better than if you keep your, like, straggly wisp. Like, I saw one person, and he just had, like, this, this piece of hair that came out of his forehead, and it was, like, one long strand, but it was, like, balding everywhere else. It's like just just that right off, man. You don't need one big thick piece of hair coming out where yeah. no other hair is. It's it's not appealing.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm not I don't, I don't understand it, but you know.
1: Mrs. Baylock doesn't understand it either cuz she's got this B aspect.
0: Exactly. And so another thing that happens is um, they try to go to church, but Damien violently <laughs> resists entering the church.
1: This little kid loses his shit so hard. <laughs> it is impressive
0: He's like, how hard. flailing around in the backseat and just, like, punches the mom in the face. It's just, like...
1: I'm pretty sure he actually injured uh, the female actor who played the mom in that scene because he was going so berserk on her. I think he, like, might have scratched her face or something. Yeah. Because that was... Uh, that was actually the scene that Richard Donner um, gave to the kids who were trying out for the role of Damien. And uh, he's like, this is the scene. He said he would bring the kid in and he would just tell the kid, come at me. (laughs) and He wanted the kid to like attack him. And so, the, the kid, Harvey Stevens, who plays Damien, he, as soon as Richard Donner said, come at me, he lunged at him with the same ferocity that he did in the movie to the mom. And he said he ended up kicking him in the balls and like scratching his face. And Richard Donner had to tear him off of him. And he said immediately after he ripped him off of him, and he's like, dye this kid's hair black and he's Damien. <laughs> it's like, you've oh got a fart kid, you little bastard. <laughs>
0: Can you imagine being, like, the mother of that child and being like, oh my god.
1: Just like, why, why am I doing this to my child? It's like,
0: Or it's not, it's like, they must have to deal with such shit if that's their kid. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, yeah, well, I'll get into that more, but apparently he was a little bit of a prick.
0: <laughs> not shocked, not Which shocked. Which is
1: perfect! If you're yeah. playing the son of the devil, you want the kid to be a bit of an asshole. <laughs>
0: If you, yeah, like, I feel like if you're a nice, sweet child, it's going to be very hard for you to pretend to be a giant asshole. Like, as a kid actor, it's not that easy to play, like, vastly different characters at that point in your life. Like, you don't have enough life experience to understand what to do.
1: But what you do have is raw child emotions, which, if you harness properly, can create an amazing performance like (laughs) Damien. Make him look like the Antichrist.
0: True. It's beautiful. So, yeah, Damien Damien violently resists entering a church, and Damien's presence terrifies animals in a wildlife park.
1: Yes, that's a baboon. (laughs) It's such a hilarious
0: scene. I'm like, what are they doing? Like, why are they going to a zoo? Like, I remember watching this, and it was like, oh man, we did the two things that we wanted to do, but we couldn't do it. We went, tried to go to a church. And we went to a zoo, and that's it. That's o- it's over. I can't can't I live life shit, if no. we can't do those two things. Cause they go to a, like this wildlife zoo thing, where you can like drive through the park, it's and like a and safari. They get, it's like a safari thing, and they get to like a baboon enclosure, and the baboons are just kind of like these assholes. And uh, at one point, they see. <laughs> baboons David are and famously
1: they just... known as the assholes of the animal kingdom. <laughs> Actually, that and makes sense, because they do have huge asses.
0: It's true. And
1: <laughs> anyone was going to be the ass.
0: They also, also means they probably have giant assholes, so they're the biggest assholes. <laughs> <laughs> giant ass, giant assholes.
1: It leads one to believe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am not
1: the foremost authority on baboon ass anatomy, but I believe that you are correct. If you yeah. have a giant ass, you do also have a giant asshole.
0: Yeah, it, it just makes sense. So they're going through the safari and there's, you know, other animals, there's like the giraffes and stuff and you see them kind of like running away from the car, but you get into the baboon enclosure and these baboons are taking no shit and they try to attack Damien. Yeah they it got like-
1: you know what baboons are agents of good because they are like the Lord's holy weapons or baboons because they, all the other animals they run away they ain't on the side of Christ giraffe's satan's animal but you know what yeah. baboons they may look freakish and they may be a giant assholes but they are trying to kill the son of satan so baboons, you're going to heaven. You're going to baboon heaven, where you're going to have That's all right. the biggest, butted, beautiful baboon ladies waiting for you.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, they like to fuck with people, but deep down, like, they can tell who, when there's something wrong with a little yeah. British kid. Like, they yeah, can they're figure like, it out. We're going
1: we're gonna to fuck you up, kid, because you're the son of Satan. We're going to bite yep. the shit out of you. Baboons are strong as hell, too. They could totally oh, tear a kid your in half. Off. Yeah, they'll, yeah. <laughs> they'll rip your face off. Imagine if there was an alternate ending of the the film of The Omen where the baboons break into the car and just tear Damien to pieces. (laughs) Like, you know, it's not the official way to kill him, but I think if a a a pack of wild baboons tore him apart, that would fuck up the Antichrist pretty good. Like, you know, who needs to take him to church and, you know, poke him with stuff when you could just feed him to a horde of baboons? That's where Gregory Peck should have taken him at the end of the movie
0: should have just hurled him into a baboon pit. It's bed. true. Should have just thru- yeah, just <laughs> driven through the baboon cage and just hurled him out the window. And the baboons give the baboons like the, the antichrist weapons. Just, and they can figure it out. It just, <laughs> <laughs> baboons with sure. daggers. Oh. <laughs> oh my
1: god, that's a that's a horror movie that needs to be made is baboons with daggers. <laughs>
0: Oh, Alright, it's my directorial uh, debut. Oh my so. god,
1: yes. We'll get <laughs> the Shockma baboon daggers. out of retirement and he'll be the alpha <laughs> baboon with daggers. He'll, he'll teach be the other ones. he in a wheelchair
0: because he's so old, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: this will be our version of Planet of the Apes. Instead of Planet of the Apes, <laughs> it's baboons with knives. <laughs> baboons with daggers.
0: Baboons with daggers.
1: <laughs> Planet of the baboons with daggers. Oh my Instead God. of Caesar, it's shock. Uh,
0: okay, yeah. continuing on and the, the Omen. Um, <laughs> the Omen definitely back, needed more baboon baboons, I
1: realize realized this is the great flaw of The Omen is the lacking of bab- more baboons. Lacking
0: of baboons. I was not expecting a single baboon, I will say, like watching this movie, but was uh, pleasantly surprised to see there were a few, few baboons in here. Well
1: people need to add more baboons to their movies. They're always a crowd pleaser. People love looking at baboons. They're they're real weird.
0: <laughs> they're a crowd pleaser. Oh yeah. They're a cl- a classic choice. Yeah. So <laughs> Father Brennan, um who is like this priest. I'm not exactly sure where he came from, but He's I'm pretty rough. sure he Yeah. Well, he was at he was at, he was like, at the birthday. birthday. He saw all this shit happen, so
1: He's kind of Father been around Brennan.
0: in the movie. Yeah, kind of the whole he's time. kind of around, um, and he, eventually, after hearing about everything that's been happening, and he saw like the, the woman, hang herself. He warns Robert about Damien's origins, hinting that he is not human, and insisting that Robert take communion.
1: Mm, Yes.
0: Um. I don't know why. I don't. Who's Robert? Robert's, Robert's Gregory Peck. Dad? He's the dad. He's the dad. I don't know why. I'm like, what's his name? Is <gasps> Robert. <that> Robert? <laughs> who's this? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. He's... Oh, he's insisting Robert take communion because I think he's he's assuming like he's gonna die, so you better like at least if you die, you're gonna go to save heaven. Your
1: soul. Yeah. You want to save, save your, your soul? soul. Well, because right now he's yeah he's cruising for hell. I would say because he is like harboring the Antichrist. Now I gotta imagine. You know, J.C. and the big G probably aren't fans of that. So no,
0: they'll probably, probably kick you not. out of heaven.
1: You're like, dude, we sent you yeah. the sign with the baboons, and you still didn't get it.
0: You still What? not more? Getting it.
1: How clearer could we have made this message for you? Bless <laughs> <coughs> well, you. Uh, thank you. So, so
0: yeah. So, tells Robert that Damien is the son of Satan, and that... Kathy Ummer. is pregnant, and that he will kill his unborn sibling and parents unless he dies. Yeah. So, yeah, I think uh, Robert's very confused at this. I don't think he really believes him. He's just like, well, what the fuck? Understandable.
1: <laughs> yeah, Pretty understandable. Like, Crazy person comes at you, tells you that your child's the son of Satan. You maybe don't even believe in Satan. Yeah. There's a lot of leaps of logic you got to take to be on he board with seems- this. <laughs>
0: He does seem a little unhinged, I'm not gonna lie. Like, he seems a little wonky, this, uh, priest dude. and um, an
1: unreliable narrative, narrator. Poss-
0: possibly, possibly. And, uh, Robert is just like, uh, get the fuck away with- Get a fuck- Get the fuck away from me. <laughs>
1: get a fuck away. <laughs>
0: get, get a fuck away.
1: And get stay away
0: from my family. I am not gonna kill my child. I don't know what I the never hell. I see you again. yeah. Yeah, he's very confused and he basically um also tells um Robert that if he wants to learn more like he needs to go to Rome and yeah, research back like to the where whereabouts. the
1: baby it all started. Yeah.
0: Research like he's like if you don't believe me go to Rome, go and talk to um the original but He wants, to, he wants from him
1: to
0: go back hospital. to the hospital. Yeah. Yeah, talk to, you know, They'll tell you what you need to know type of a situation. Yeah, they'll give you the Satan file. Yeah. It's like, you'll figure it out if you go there. Just go there, ask yeah. questions, and they'll prove it to you. Yeah, and we got it all Robert on paper. Robert's like, I ain't taking none of this shit. And uh, Brennan is like, oh, well, fuck. That's annoying. So that was my
1: big game plan. That was my only
0: did. plan to save the world. But it didn't work, so he's like, about to leave, and then there's some weird weather that happens. <laughs> it starts Satan to get real weather. windy. Yeah, it's, it's ter- taking a turn for the worst. It's turning into Satan weather, and he's running yeah. away from wind gusts, and tree branches are Understood. falling on him. And he's trying to get into this church... It's his last like same place.
1: fricking church. I don't like what kind of church is locked? Isn't the door yeah. of churches always supposed to be open to welcome in the weary and all that good stuff? Like yeah. it's like not today. No, this is our day. We don't help And he
0: couldn't couldn't get into this church and the next scene that happened made me happy because it reminded me of a scene I saw in Hot Fuzz where yes. yes. Something falls off the church and basically skewers Brennan like the scene. Yeah, a giant metal
1: pole like just harpoons him like right through the neck and like yeah. out the back, and he's just like yeah. hoisted up like a scarecrow. <laughs> it's pretty rad.
0: Yeah, yeah it, it's pretty intense. So yeah, yeah so he's there killed by a falling. Another movie.
1: Gold. Another movie you can enjoy more thanks to the omens Hot Fuss. The...
0: So many so many inspirations taken from this classic <laughs> film. So Later that day, Kathy tells Robert uh, that she is pregnant and she wants an abortion, but he opposes this. And <laughs> later in the day, he opposes this. this. <laughs> is, he opposes this. And later in the day, this is also one of my Oops. favorite scenes, where there's just this shot of Damien like riding on a tricycle. <laughs> what's it called yeah. a tricycle, tricycle. With the like evil. Um, <laughs> Babysitter? What's her name? The... Uh,
1: Mrs. Baylock.
0: Mrs. Baylock? The Bayleaf. She's the Mrs. The... Bayleaf.
1: <laughs> She's not as nice as a Bayleaf. She... <laughs> She's not as nice
0: as the Bayleaf. wispy bangs. She... The wispy bang Bayloft. She's, like, overlooking the kid on this, like, tricycle, just going in a circle. And Very shining-esque. <laughs> Very, very Shining-esque. And she goes and opens the door, and it's just like, she's I mean, like, she I said, release you upon the world. And he just, like, oh, on this ruin. tricycle, and he just, like, tricycles out of the room, down the hallway. And then we cut to seeing the mom that's, I don't know, trying to hang something up, and she's, like, and she's, standing. The
1: mom's having a bad time at this point, because I'm pretty sure, at this point, she kind of suspects that Damien's off, or maybe not her kid. Yeah. Like, I think she's said, maybe said this by this point. I don't think Damien's my child, or I'm worried that he's, like, you know, evil or wrong. So she's not yeah. digging her kid so much she's right now. She's
0: suspicious, and yeah. She's standing on the ledge of something. I forget she what she's boned. hanging up.
1: She's like hanging a plant or something.
0: Hanging a plant. That's we're watering plants or something yeah. that are hanging from the ceiling. And. Damien is just tricycling along, very, very shining esque, and just like runs right into the mom and knocks her off of like a four foot balcony. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's tall. like hanging there. She's like, Damien, help me, David!"
1: She's just like looking at her. It's like, Bitch, I ain't helping you
0: <laughs> I am not helping you. But yeah, she was like four feet from the ground, but apparently it, it was enough to like fuck her up. <laughs>
1: It's like, if she just, like, if she just released her hands and landed feet first, like, worst thing that would have happened to her is maybe she broke her ankle. <laughs> like, maybe. Oh, maybe. I, maybe, like, a
0: sprain. Like, like,
1: if you rolled it funny or something, like, you landed awkwardly. But it, it looks like, you know, I think I jumped off... I, as a kid, I jumped off the roof of my shed, and I think that was higher than... For
0: sure, yeah. ...what
1: she fell from.
0: If you, like, extend your body fully like it would have been maybe three feet that she had to drop
1: (laughs) so but anyways
0: they they really tried to give a little bit like they extended uh uh disbelief for
1: (laughs) yeah well they shot actually it's interesting that very specific shot was um uh was influenced by The Exorcist in the worst way possible because um, in The Exorcist, there is a scene where a little girl backhands her mom across the room with her demon strength. So she goes flying yeah. into the wall. And so the actor who played the mom, she was on like a harness, a back harness, and someone was behind the wall and was gonna pull her backwards. So she fell back into the wall. And so she was worried that she was gonna hurt her back, understandably. So she asked for yeah. the, the guy to just you know tug gently. But the asshole director uh, decided to tell him to pull as hard as he could, and then even harder. And so yeah. he did that. She was completely surprised by the force and did injure her back, and she still has back problems to this day what because the of it. Fuck? Because William Freakin is a huge dickhead. Because I think we talked about him before. He's the guy who made The French Connection. He actually endangered real people's lives in a car chase oh because God. he didn't have any permits and he filmed it during real traffic. going against traffic with real traffic, endangering all of these civilian slides. So he's a huge prick. And so Richard Donner, on the other hand, is not a huge prick. And so, and the lady was terrified that that was going to happen to her because I guess she knew the story. And so Richard Donner said, don't worry, we will make sure that we film it in such a way that it is extra gentle. And so that's why it kind of looks a little silly when she falls right at the end because... They used trick photography to make it look taller than it actually was, but they just wanted to ensure that she wasn't injured in any way.
0: That's but good. That, like, I'm really glad that yeah. she was not injured. But I think, Richard, like, they in, probably yeah. should have cut it in a different way because, like, it's still, like, just don't it's, show it's where the silly. ground is. Just don't it's, show yeah. where the ground is. Yeah. But yeah, and, you know, and that's in that okay. in that
1: scene as well, they uh the goldfish bowl breaks with the, <laughs> the dramatically. Like spills the goldfish out. Richard Donner, being the old sweetheart that he is, didn't even want to kill goldfish for his movie, so he actually painted sardines gold and just put them on the ground. Can sardines? (laughs) So no goldfish. No goldfish were harmed in the filming of *The Omen*. You could watch it actually (laughs) cruelty-free. So that's sweet.
0: Okay, I like this. I like, I like this director.
1: Yeah, Um, nice guy.
0: So he made the then we, Yeah. I don't
1: want him to be a prick.
0: <laughs> no. So the photographer that we were talking about earlier, he shows mm-hmm. up now and he um, we see him kind of intermittently um, in his dark room, like developing photos. And he's still, yeah. he's taking photos of people and developing them. And we see on some of the photos there's some like lines like they look kind of like glitches or shadows that are just kind of like a weird development issue with the Mm -hmm. photos. Like maybe there's something in the lens. It seems a little, doesn't seem that wonky. Um, But he's discovered that um, on everyone that has died, they've had a shadow over top of their body that, um, that basically show shows how they're going to die the way that they're going to die. I'm trying to think of the right word for this, but yeah. anyway, it, it, it foreshadows
1: like, how they're going to die and the shadow yeah. gets, uh, gets more prominent the closer they are to their death.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It predicts their death, I guess. It's yeah. like, a yes.
1: The hand it, of Satan so, like, can the... be seen in photos. <laughs>
0: So for the lady that hung herself, um, the photo right before she did so, it shows basically like a noose around her neck in shadow. Mm -hmm. Um, And the guy with the pole through him, it showed like a very faint line through his body. So it was basically showing the ways in which they were all going to die. Um, And he, I believe, shows the photos to Robert um, along with news clippings and biblical passages that suggest the coming of the Antichrist.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So he's getting on board. Photographer yeah, here. so
0: he's finally on board. Um, and um, I can't remember, I think, what happens. Um, I don't remember when this happens, but they go to the the priest that was skewered. The skewered priest. They go to, like, his room and they yeah. see that he himself was the Antichrist.
1: He was one of the children, uh, yeah, of Satan. One Satan, of the you
0: children know. of Satan, basically, yeah. yeah
1: Sa- Satan, uh, you know what, very smartly, wisely, uh, he plays the field so that he doesn't just have, puts all his eggs in one evil basket. He's got yeah. his evil going everywhere so that it's like, Eh, yeah, kill one of them, and one of them will rise up to be the one of
0: to them be my will boy. Out. Yeah, I only need be one of them to boy. do it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Some of them go crazy; that's one one fine.
0: Them. Yeah, and I think part of why they go to look at his room is the the guy that was doing like the I can't the even for, think of the word the
1: photographer. What? uh... Doesn't he go and see his corpse and he takes like a photo of it and shows him the yeah, 666? Yeah,
0: so it was someone who was looking at the corpse. I don't remember who it was, but they said. it's they the photographer that... guy. It was the photographer, okay. But yeah, I thought it's... it was, because they said it was like a birthmark. Like the way yeah, yeah, that yeah. it showed up is a birthmark. So it must have been someone with more of like, like in an autopsy or something.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Because I think he's in the morgue with maybe like the doctor or something, right? Yeah, that's what I or, was thinking. Or he just of. offhandedly shows him a photo and says, "The doctor says it was a birthmark. Like there isn't like yeah, that.
0: something like that." So that's when they go to just disc- to look at his room and kind of like investigate a little more. And he's got we got a crazy room. Crazy room full of the news clippings of the coming Antichrist, and he's just got crosses everywhere. It's like. Well,
1: the walls are covered wall-to-wall with Bible uh, pages. Like, there's Bible just pages. thousands of Bible pages, like, everywhere, covering everything. <laughs> it looks super nutty.
0: <laughs> and it's, like, that's the only way he can keep the devil out, basically. It's by completely enveloping himself in, like, God. religious yeah. stuff. And, God, yeah. and, like,
1: that. no wonder the guy is as is, is rough as he is. If he's in a church all the time, and if Damien feels that terrible at being in a church, that guy must also be in constant uh, pain being inside yeah. the church. So it's not a good time for that guy. So you kind of understand why he's probably a little, a little off.
0: He's a little bit off mentally. Um, so troubles. yeah, basically, they figure all this shit out, and uh, Robert and the photographer... They go to investigate Damien's birth in Rome. And because, they go yeah. and.
1: He gave him a name Maybe? specifically. They find like a name of a guy they have to go see.
0: Yes. And it is Father Spiletto, I believe. It's <laughs> oh, a weird yes. name. But uh, <laughs> Spiletto. <laughs> Very Italiano. Yes, it's
1: yeah, Roma.
0: Roma. And they go to the. They originally go to the hospital, but they find out that there was a huge fire like the night of the birth right yeah so the original yeah (laughs) so like the original um nurse
1: the maternity ward was burned to the ground all the The files files. this is the 70s there ain't no computer backups the shit is gone
0: so there's no history of any of this but they are able to get the address for father spiletto from like a random nurse um, no. So they go, they find him in a monastery, and he's completely mute, blind in one eye, and partially paralyzed. And he looks real fucked up, like yeah. he's deformed as shit. He can't talk, he can't see, he's this just is, like crusted over is, on one side of his this body. Is Richard,
1: Richard Donner's proto-sloth. <laughs> This is oh, before yeah, yeah. sloth. <laughs> yeah, this is like the less the less family friendly version of sloth. They they go and meet, Chunk goes inside sloth in the church. He's all fucked
0: up. He is fucked up. And like you don't think he's gonna be able to do anything, but he's able to kind of draw with some charcoal on yeah, yeah. Just, I don't know.
1: Paper um, perhaps.
0: I think it was like <laughs> he was no, but he was drawing on concrete, like he was drawing on, like,
1: some,
0: like, concrete table or something. Anyways, he's drawing, he just gives, like, an address or, like, an area to go to. Um, He directs them to, basically, the cemetery where Damien's biological mother is buried. Um, And so they go there, and when they both get there, they discover that in... The, the grave where Damien's mother is supposed to be is a jackal carcass and in the next plot is a child skeleton with a shattered skull. So we as the audience kind of piece together that the jackal is Damien's mother and the child is his own murdered son killed so that Damien can take his place. Oh shit. So they're shit. freaking out, but they can't freak out for that long because a pack of <laughs> Rottweilers drives Robert and the photographer from the cemetery.
1: Get the shit bit out of them real bad.
0: Get the shit bit out of them. Um. So, all this shit happens. Robert's freaking out. He calls Kathy in the hospital to tell her that she's gotta leave London before she dies. And I
1: just... I just had a mental image when I was picturing all the Rottweilers that, like, a pack of baboons with daggers come into the graveyard oh. and start fighting the Rottweilers. And it's like yes. an army of Satan Rottweilers <laughs> fight an army of baboons with
0: daggers. The, yeah, you've got the Satan you've got like the Satan Rottweilers and the heavenly dagger baboons <laughs>
1: <laughs> like they just like it's like Lord of the Rings the two towers when like all hope is lost and like they're about to like lose to all the orcs and then over the hill the sunlight comes down but it's just like an it's... army of
0: baboons <laughs> you, you see like yeah a wide shot of like just all these baboons coming over the surface of this hill and then you just see a close up of one of them that's like <gasps> they start running towards, <laughs> charge towards the Rottweilers. Just,
1: they just clash like Braveheart. Just the two armies <laughs> of Rottweilers oh and baboons.
0: This is a totally different movie. We do have a, a habit really. of recreating the movies in our own. <laughs> I really,
1: really want to see an army of baboons fight an army of Rottweilers. All CG, no animals were harmed. This is what CG was meant for. It was meant to put this on cinema. Like, fuck making aliens? I want to see an army of baboons with daggers fighting an army of evil Satan Rottweilers. Like, maybe the Rottweilers can breathe fire out of their mouths or something. You know, give them hell powers.
0: (laughs) Give him the hell power. I'm down to watch this.
1: This is, like, you know what? Marvel, you can keep making your cinematic universe. This is the new hotness.
0: This is it. We're going to bring back Animal Attack movies. Oh, my God. This is the ticket, you guys, to success. You know, like... Maybe we should pitch this to DC because they've been like in a pretty dark place yeah. lately. Marvel's been doing a lot better.
1: <laughs> we we you don't you know so, what? Toss away the Snyderverse. I know everyone wants the Snyderverse, but when we no come out with the the, the Boonverse, the verse. Yeah. that's people hilarious. are
0: tired of the Snyderverse. Snyderverse has been failing terribly. Yeah. It is not doing well. Like just give up and. We'll we'll work with Snyder. Like, you can twist our arm to work with him, but... He loves CG
1: armies. He he makes the zombie armies all the time. Just take that creative energy and put it into a baboon army.
0: Yeah. Baboon and Rottweilers, but the baboons need daggers. That's our stipulation.
1: (laughs) And the baboons
0: are heaven baboons. Well, yeah, they're
1: agents of of good, and they're on the side. They're the good army, and then... The evil Satan Rottweilers. It's it's yes. you know a nice simple plot. You know we don't want to get too bogged down in complicated stories. Baboons, good guys. No. Rottweilers, bad guys. And it's
0: it's a classic classic combo. I mean, who was who didn't who doesn't you know, want
1: that? The three yeah. stories: man versus himself, man versus nature, man versus man. Well, you know what? We're bringing in a fourth one: baboon versus Rottweiler. It's oh a new, my god! It's a new
0: story <laughs> Classic <for the> ages. <laughs> story, story through through time. Yeah, yeah. It, it will surpass. You could you
1: could all, throw them in in all, any all, time all period things. too. Baboons in the Old West. Baboons in space.
0: You can have medieval baboons. With yeah, little, uh, <laughs> with little with 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 little metal helmets. <laughs> little and, little uh... <laughs> helmets.
1: Yeah, and little daggers. <laughs> and they just.
0: Yeah. That's the only difference, is they're not going to have, like, the medieval swords, they're just daggers. So they might be wearing, like, the full, um, the the metal, I don't know why I can't think of the (laughs) name of what... Armor? (laughs) What's that thing
1: that's metal that protects people?
0: (laughs) They're not going to have the sword; they're going to have daggers. So that's the only difference, but, you know, like, it's classic. So... Anyways, anyway, give us a call because we have a, we've got a lot of pitches coming your way.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so anyways, back to the back to the omen, uh, just to remind you where we're at. We're in the hospital and Robert is calling his wife, telling her that she has to leave London. But before oh, yeah. she can do so, the the lady with the terrible bangs, Mrs. Baylock, throws her to her death. Out of a window, and she lands like on an ambulance.
1: Oh, shit. that's right. She just tosses around and she yeah, she right just her out she falls right through the She throws
0: her out a window and she just crashes into an ambulance, which would have been convenient if she like survived that fall, but she did it. Like she died and, and she, she's in an ambulance now. So. Patches
1: herself up.
0: <laughs> yeah, right? That would be great if it's just that now. Too little, no, too I'm late. Just, she's just dead. So, she yeah. just dies. Yeah. Um, So, Robert and the photographer, they meet uh, Antichrist expert, Carl.
1: (laughs) Antichrist expert Carl. That (laughs) sounds so stupid. (laughs) Hi, my name's Carl. I'm an expert on the Antichrist. I have a PhD in uh, (laughs) geology. Geology. You know, yeah, any uh, antichrist
0: expert is naturally going to be called Carl. Like it's here's my
1: card. I got my, my, my official antichrist expert. Carl.
0: It just says Carl on it. <laughs> here's my card. I forgot Star. to put I'm the antichrist expert, but you know, like you, it just comes to mind when you see my name's Carl. Like Carl. Oh yeah, yeah. Antichrist expert. Gotcha.
1: <laughs> I would not trust an antichrist expert named Carl.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So he says. Um, Damien, if Damien is the true antichrist, he will bear a birthmark in the shape of three sixes. Carl gives Robert seven daggers with which to kill Damien on hollowed ground, Mm
1: -hmm. which
0: we find out, uh, means, well, I found out, means like on top of a church. I didn't know that's what that meant.
1: Hollow, yes. Holy ground. (laughs) I learned this from watching The Omen. Everything I know about religion is from religious horror movies.
0: i mean i grew up roman catholic and i feel like that's kind of like what this religion is
1: yeah 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 Yeah, sounds about right it's definitely one of the the catholicism Um,
0: yeah i grew up with that and i left
1: (laughs) (laughs) and i left
0: there was no dramatic
1: battle with the antichrist you didn't even meet a single baboon
0: I found out there is no Carl, There's no baboons, you know? <laughs> this religion's
1: bullshit. Where are the baboons it's and Carl? It's not a real
0: religion, you know? If there's no Jesus baboons, then what's the point?
1: You know, I would have been way more invested in church if there was baboons in
0: it. Oh, yeah.
1: Like, of if course. you threw a baboon in the Bible... If they are
0: warriors of God, and they're the ones that show up to help you fight evil, then obviously it's real. But if there's no <laughs> baboons... Then bullshit. how are we going to fight Rottweilers?
1: <laughs> you know, yeah, what happens when Satan's Rottweilers come to Earth to murder all of us and there's no holy baboons around to save us? Yeah. Who We can't save ourselves, you, we need the baboons.
0: What are we going to use? Cats? No, well care. cats are
1: definitely agents of the devil, I would, I, they're yeah. on Satan's side for sure. I
0: think they're kind of, they just watch. They're just like yeah, they're the neutral. eyes for they the don't devil. They do care. No, they sometimes report back, sometimes don't.
1: Yeah, they're really unreliable agents of Satan. <laughs>
0: unreliable. Sometimes they—they they just, yeah, they just raw wilders are a lot more leave. loyal. Well. <laughs> the
1: baboons—they're rocks. Yeah. Anytime exactly. you're in danger, if you're near a baboon, it will save you. Remember that if you ever come across unless you're
0: evil, then it'll kill you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it will sense if you are evil. So if a baboon does kill you, it's not because I gave you bad advice. It's because you are too evil, and the baboon knew it. Yeah, it's
0: not. But I I will just give like a general warning to anyone around baboons: is to not be around baboons. (laughs) (laughs) Just real life, real life advice: don't go to baboons.
1: If you are coming to this podcast for, for baboon advice, or if you are listening to this podcast and are currently in the presence of a baboon, leave the Get room. Out
0: Get out of there. Get out of there. They will defend you from Rottweilers, but if there are no Rottweilers, they may kill you instead, because they have bad vision. Um, <laughs> <That's
1: laughs> fun baboon
0: so <laughs> Anyways, like we are, we are continuing now with uh, our regular scheduled programming of the Omen. Um, so Carl gives Robert, Robert gives Robert. gives Robert seven daggers with which to kill Damien on hollowed ground.
1: Seven daggers and then, for seven baboons.
0: <laughs> the next sentence that I have written down is, uh, "Photographer is decapitated by a sheet of glass." <laughs>
1: yeah yeah He's it just... kind of
0: comes out of nowhere like they're just it minding their own business in rome and uh there's a cart with a bunch of sheets of glass and the cart crashes and um it it yeah decapitates uh the photographer yep. um i'm pretty sure what happens before though is robert doesn't believe any of this uh bullshit and just tosses the, the dagger she's like well fuck it Whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to stab Whatever. a kid with
1: a bunch of daggers. I'm not
0: gonna stab my child. It's
1: not gonna look and, good. Uh,
0: no, it's not a good look. I don't want to stab my kid. So he tosses the daggers, and the photographer's like, blah, 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 and he we came goes all the way to them. Israel, dude. Or yeah, <laughs> what the we fuck? Are. We came all the way to freaking Rome. We're here. Yeah. Like, just, just we'll, let's them. keep them just in case.
1: Yeah. And when he goes, do to not get remember daggers, the baboons
0: he gets decapitated and then the, this movie of teaches that, us
1: that satan loves wacky hijinks. He loves yeah. killing people in funny ways. Like I just picture him he's just like, "Oh, this time I'm going to make the glass cut his head off."
0: It's <laughs> just the devil is the prankster of evil. Like he just he he likes having a good time, but he enjoys only it. when it when it comes to death, like he likes testing out oh,
1: that makes sense. funky
0: ways to kill people. Yeah. Well, I guess, you know, you you got to
1: keep it interesting. You are the devil, so you probably have killed a lot of people in your time. So it's like after a while, you want to like add some je ne sais quoi to it. Like anyone can murder anybody. That's not very Satan-y.
0: Precisely. He's
1: got to make his own fun.
0: that happens. Robert gets back and he's now terrified. um, And he's looking all over Damien for like this birthmark. Um, and he remembers Carl, classic Carl, tells him to check the, the wise scalp words. Yeah. because the devil knows it, to hide those birthmarks. The devil's so in the he, details. <laughs> the devil's in the details. So he takes some scissors at nighttime, and it's a very intense scene of him like cutting hair really close to the scalp, and you can see it reveals the birthmark. And the as he the sees beast. the birthmark, and he's freaking out, Mrs. Baylock and her bangs come over and tries to attack him, but Robert stabs her to death.
1: Screw you, Mrs. Baylock, and your stupid bang Cuts off her bangs.
0: Yeah, fuck that! And then, as soon as he cuts the bangs off, she dies. That's where all her powers were ah. in those wispy, shitty little bangs.
1: Hey, uh, you know, I think Samson was a religion, was in the Bible, so, you know, that plays true. Yeah, there you go. But his hair yeah, It off. makes some
0: sense. Yeah. Um, this
1: is Balog's source of her powers in her wispy pants.
0: Yep. And armed with the daggers, Robert drives Damien to the cathedral, but his erratic driving, which is so stupid, like, just drive normally, oh, man. But yeah. his erratic driving draws the attention of the police, so they're chasing after him uh Robert drags the screaming Damien to the altar <laughs> to stab him but of course the police followed him and he is shot to death by the police officer which what the fuck man i Did guess you... he was about to stab a kid so like yeah kind
1: of yeah nice. you know if you see some dude like you know with it a big dagger yeah you know, he's probably not going to do tickle him
0: true yeah you kind of need to stop him cuz they don't know that he's the antichrist i mean they should he's a little british boy
1: yeah, yeah. Well, it, if they watched this movie, you know, later, if they were like '80s police officers, they would know. It'd be like, let him, no, 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 just let him do this. No, no, it's no. An Antichrist kid.
0: No, 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 no. He's
1: got the daggers and everything.
0: Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. So uh, they they accidentally kill Robert, and Robert. At the end of the movie, we cut to the last shot where you see the double coffins of. Kathy and Robert. One person has flowers, one person doesn't. I found that very strange.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, the, the <laughs> doesn't get any flowers. It's all Robert. Yeah. It's like he was the All Robert. He, yeah, so he weird. was the ambassador. We don't give a shit about his wife. <laughs> they fold up a flag yeah. nicely for him. Yeah. Nothing for the wife. Nobody cared. She had no family, no loved ones.
0: Right. But I she guess they're a very like moving. they're an important important family. So you see yeah the president and the first lady who were there, and they have Damien with them. And then the movie ends with Damien turning and smiling at the camera. Yeah! Cool.
1: Yay, evil wins!
0: Yep. And that is that movie, which is... It was a good movie. It was solid, but yeah. Yeah, it's
1: uh, a fun movie. You know, it was... Uh... It's a classic. Yeah. It's a classic spooky tale. And if you watch it, it's almost fun to watch it because without knowing it, you have been exposed to moments from The Omen through pop culture because Definitely. it's become so influential that it it is used. And I think now it's it's been so far gone that people are referencing it from other things that aren't The Omen when they are referencing it nowadays because it's it's survived so long. And so when you watch this, it's like, oh... That, I recognize that from something. Oh, I recognize that from something. It's like, oh, small British boy. If you ever see a small British child that's evil, it's because of The Omen. Or weird British nannies. <laughs> like yes. evil nannies. Evil dogs. I'm pretty sure Cujo was probably made because of this movie. Like Stephen King probably yeah. got influence from that. So, it's, uh, yeah, it's a very influential movie. Even if maybe some might deem it boring, but it's... uh. It's a fun ride. And it's actually, it's it's filmed really well. It's like a classy made movie. The sets are nice. Like the cinematography is really nice. Like there's a lot of interesting shots in it too. Like they got famously this, uh, uh, this cinematographer out of retirement actually to film this movie because Richard Donner wanted him so badly. I and mean, he's like some very prominent uh, cinematographer. So that's why the movie looks so classy because I mm. want it to look like a nice movie not like a trashy yeah. horror movie where it's just like filmed like garbage and you don't know what's happening
0: yeah yeah because that was another thing i noticed a lot in the more slashery movies is like yeah they don't really give a shit about composition they don't really care too much about what is being shown what's not being shown like Completely. how things are being displayed or framed nicely like there's just so many shots in this movie where like the house was really beautiful and they were able to frame characters properly where one person is framed on like a stairwell and there's another person on the bottom of the stairs but being framed by another door entryway. So it's like Mm -hmm. a split screen, but it's a natural split screen because of the composition and the way that the house is, it was just, Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Very pretty. Like, you can sure. definitely see there's a lot of influence taken from this movie in other horror directors today. Like, I feel like there's probably some good stuff from even, like, Mike Flanagan in all of those yeah. creepy house movies where he would frame something very similarly to what they did in this movie.
1: Yeah, like su- big sweeping staircases like in The Haunting of Hill House. Like, I think yeah, if totally. you compared the two, probably would look similar. I don't know when The Shining came out compared to this, but uh, I imagine.
0: Yeah, it seems like one... there's a lot of inspiration from this oh, movie. The, sh- I f-
1: the Shining came out in the ni- in 1980, so four years later. So Yeah, yeah I okay, it
0: makes a lot of sense then. The tricycle scene. Directly from this movie. That,
1: yeah, directly taken. Like when you watch it, like, yeah. oh, that looks just exactly like The Shining.
0: <laughs> like For you immediately sure. yeah. think the of it. And camera like, is behind Damien as he's on the tricycle, like, so it's like Danny on his tricycle going down the And his name is Danny.
1: It's even kind of similar to Damien, and he's a creepy little kid. Yeah. So it makes sense. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense, and uh, and also, so this is uh, another one of those fun movies that is considered to be haunted. Is so it? So it's perfect for Halloween. Yes. So Richard Donner was completely convinced that a demon was hunting down the people that were making this movie and trying to kill them. And what? There's some pretty crazy evidence to at least support, like, I don't know, it's, it's all so coincidence. So basically Who just, knows? like,
0: never make a movie about evil things, because it's, weird shit happens if you do it. it.
1: It's crazy. It's, like, the, the amount of shit that happened, it's, it's pretty nuts. So, like, um, when uh, Gregory Peck was heading over to England to uh, start filming the movie, his, uh, his plane was struck by lightning. And then the screenwriter came over in a different plane to London, and his plane was also struck by lightning. (laughs) What the the, fuck? And then the producer, when he was in Rome, narrowly avoided getting struck by lightning. (laughs) Like, it almost hit him when he was in Rome. What the fuck? Yeah, and then Gregory Peck, he was... uh, they, they filmed in, like, I think, Israel. And so he was supposed to go on this private plane back to America. And at the last minute, he canceled. And so it got... Uh, they gave it to these Japanese uh, businessmen instead. When that plane took off, it crashed, killing everybody on board. So if Gregory Peck was on that plane, he would have died.
0: He would Hold have... on. Wait. So, like, what happened? He...
1: So he was Gregory Peck was supposed to be on a private plane that was going to fly back to America. At the last minute, he, he canceled and said that he was just going to stay for whatever reason. And so they gave it the the private plane to these British or these Japanese businessmen instead. And then the plane crashed and killed everyone on board.
0: God, this is what like the fuck? crazy, crazy.
1: So and then on the first day of filming. A bunch of the key crew members were in a car heading to set, and they got in a head-on car accident. (laughs) They all survived, but had to be like hospitalized because they got (laughs) like the first day of shooting. And then Richard Donner, the 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 hotel he was staying at while they were filming, got bombed by the IRA, and then he got hit by a car.
0: (laughs) What the fuck? Yeah. Why does this always happen with these types of movies, though? Like, because it, it happened on The Exorcist, too, right? There was yeah, yeah, shit.
1: Yeah, like crazy shit happened. And I've saved the best for last, the most fucked up thing. So the special effects, uh, head of the special effects for The Omen, he, after The Omen, he went on to uh, A Bridge Too Far, um, a very famous war movie. And during that filming, there was an accident on set that, injured and hospitalized him and beheaded his girlfriend.
0: What? And he filmed that
1: directly after The Omen. And so he was hospitalized and his girlfriend was beheaded. They didn't go into details of what the accident was, but that's pretty fucked up. You're in a movie that filmed a beheading and he was the special effects makeup guy who would have made that beheaded head and then his girlfriend gets beheaded. So the guy who made the severed head got his girlfriend's head severed. That's nuts.
0: Oh my god. I feel like I shouldn't have watched this movie now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You definitely better watch out for, if you see a pane of glass on any car, you run away. You get away, you find the closest zoo, and surround yourself with baboons. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Get to a church, or get to a zoo. These are... (laughs) What watch the yourself fuck? Emma. Why is Satan. this so
0: shifty? Oh my Satan's God. coming for ya.
1: <laughs> it's pretty it crazy.
0: Be. I will never ever film anything to do with that subject matter. There's no way.
1: Yeah. Oh, and I, I forgot um the the trainer who was in charge of all the Rottweilers for the the attack scene in the graveyard, they all turned on him and attacked him. <laughs> and they had to be he had to be hospitalized. Oh no! So just like
0: the trainer of the Rottweilers was of the Rottweil,
1: yeah, they turned on him and <laughs> attacked.
0: Him. Shit.
1: so? Maybe he was Damn. a shitty trainer. And they hated him, but uh, they chose that moment <laughs> to attack him.
0: There are some shifty things happening in this movie. It's wow. it's crazy. I so, wonder if there was anything like that that happened in Good Omens.
1: Maybe Satan likes comedies.
0: Maybe.
1: (laughs) It's like, you're making a joke movie? I love comedies. I love to laugh. People don't know this about me, but I love to laugh. I'm Satan. I I yuck it up all the time. Look how I kill people.
0: Don't make a serious movie about me, though, because I'll fuck you up. Yeah,
1: you don't know nothing about how I kill people. You you think it's beheading? I'll behead your girlfriend. Boom. Your head's gone. Yeah. (laughs) Jesus. Oh my god. So, wow. yeah. Just some like really crazy coincidences, but like I'm sure like weird shit has happened on like romantic comedies as well. It's just not really talked about because it's not really connected to a romantic comedy, but when all of this crazy crap happens on a horror movie, it's like pure like
0: It's amazing publicity it's gold. Like, when stuff like this happens on horror movie sets, like if shit keeps happening, what makes you want to keep going? Like, I feel like if this stuff kept happening on a movie set, I would just want to fucking leave. Like, I'm out of this. I'm done. I can't yeah. do it. Well, it's, it's kind of
1: funny, too, because, like, even though Richard Donner, like, the movie's curse and that Satan himself is trying to murder him, it also is the movie that made his entire career, because this is, yeah, like, the true. first movie he directed and gave him... Uh, Superman and then Goonies and Lethal Weapon and, yeah. and, and Scrooge and everything else you know the guy is like a prolific filmmaker and uh <laughs> it was because of a Satan movie that it uh that he got his career so it's kind of ironic that this cursed movie is also the movie oh that made God. his entire career and yeah. turns out Gregory Peck cool dude he uh in little more lighthearted news he's kind of like uh keanu reeves-esque and um that oh cool uh he he was pretty much retired he was kind of partially retired uh when the omen was in production and so but he really wanted gregory peck to be in the movie and so well one the reason why gregory peck took the role and kind of came out of retirement is because he really related to the main character because uh Tragically, in real life, Gregory Peck's son committed suicide while he was uh, working on movies and he was away when it happened. So he felt like, you know, obviously an immense amount of guilt for not being there for his kid. And so he really connected to the role of that character because of that. And so if we watch the movie, he's really good at being sad in that movie. And it is genuine sadness that he is expressing in that movie. And uh, he wanted to, you know, it wasn't like a big budget movie, so he took a giant pay cut because he was a really famous actor, you know, for his time. And so he only got paid $250,000, but he agreed to, he said, you know what? Whatever the movie makes, you can just give me 10% of that and pay me this small paycheck. And it uh, worked out real well for him because the movie ended up grossing $60 million. So oh my
0: gosh.
1: It was the biggest paycheck of his entire career because of that, because he got 10% Holy of shit. the earnings from The Omen. And so, you know, he made like over $10 million Jesus. in the 70s. <laughs> 10 million bucks in the 70s. I didn't
0: That's- know it grossed that much yeah so much. it was wow. super,
1: it, it was super popular and they uh it was funny because they uh people didn't know that obviously it was a movie about the devil and so for the screening uh publicity they when the people were watching the movie they ran to where the theater doors were and they put up all these posters of like 666 and satan shit <laughs> and so as the as the uh People came out, all of these posters of, like, devil stuff was on the walls, and, like, people were, like, screaming and, like, running away because it just appeared because it wasn't there before they entered the theater. <laughs> and then oh they just... Oh, my God. And so people, like, lost their shit when they came out of the theater because they, like, were already terrified from watching this. And they're like,
0: oh, my God, it's Satan! Oh, shit, it's happening! It's <laughs> happening! It's freaking happening! So, yeah,
1: they had, like... It's funny to think that this is, like, a terrifying movie nowadays, but...
0: Yeah, it's it's kind of a cute movie now, but it has some spooky history to it.
1: Yeah, and Um, so the super fame, The the thing that is most famous about The Omen, beyond even the movie itself, is the song. It is the... What is it? Avi Avi Satani. (laughs) And it is... That's the name of the... If if you've watched the movie, that is probably what will stick with you the most is that song because it is played right at the beginning and it's it's the best devil song ever created. Essentially.
0: It definitely inspired that ghost song that I sent to you.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it's it inspired a generation of Nordic rockers.
0: <laughs> of Nordic metal, yes.
1: Nordic metal. Like, that is thanks to this one single song. And it wasn't actually even uh, going to be made for the movie. Um, it wasn't even considered. The whole movie was shot. And in post-production, they are like, man, we need something to, like, kick this off. We need like a good song. And so they they uh, Richard Donner went to the producers like we need money for Jerry Goldsmith. He's going to be able to make this like cool song and it'll like really help the movie. And so they gave him like 25 grand and hired him and he made the song. And Richard Donner does like a credit essentially the song making the movie famous because it was so like it stuck with people so much. And it is the only horror movie soundtrack that was ever nominated for an Oscar. Ever. No horror movie has ever gotten another Oscar nomination. And it won! It's the only one that's ever been nominated and won. And it's Jerry Goldsmith's only Oscar. And the guy made, like, so many fucking famous uh, so many famous uh, movie soundtracks. He did, like, all the Star Treks. He did uh, Rambo. He did, like, uh, he, a Jurassic Park, I believe.
0: What? Like just
1: the guy. Did he not
0: win anything for Jurassic Park.
1: Maybe did he? Yeah, he's done so many things. He did Mulan. <laughs> there you go. Air Force. He did a bunch of. Uh, he did Hercules. He did a bunch of Disney stuff. So, okay. like, if you look at the IMDb of this guy, he did Speed. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> so the guy has done just tons and tons. The, all the Gremlins. Boom. Perfect.
0: Oh, Gremlins. I like that song. Yeah. <laughs> the, like classic Gremlins theme.
1: So he uh, he wasn't actually going to go to the Oscars because uh, he'd lost so many times that he was just so disappointed. He's like, oh, fuck it. I don't want to go to the Oscars again just to lose. And they're like, no, 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 just go. Just go. And he's like, fine. And it was the only time he won. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> so oh, he got good. his moment. So, yeah, good old Jerry Goldsmith. Thank you God. know. One Finally. happy story. He got so it for good. Satan. <laughs> Satan helped him. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and, well, yeah. Other than that, uh, oh yeah, there's one other thing. I think Richard Donner had a, he had a very bizarre relationship with the kid who played uh, Damien because uh, obviously, like you were saying earlier, kids aren't really good at playing anything but themselves. So, and the actor, was it Harvey Stevens? He was kind of a little shit on set and so when he wanted him to look like really like blank faced, he actually would before the shoot. He would start like yelling at him and telling him he's like, "You're gonna screw this up." He's like, "I'm gonna hit you if you don't do this right." And so the kid would like get all pissed off. Like he wouldn't look sad. He was like, "You mm. like get all grumpy." And so he's like, "Okay, I'll no, shoot it. And would just shoot his face." And uh, he's so- just
0: sitting there like fucking hate this guy yeah yeah
1: that's what he was, he was like, i fucking hate richard donner and then for the last very famous last scene where he smiles he uh he wanted he wanted Damien he wanted damien to smile or do something like kind of a nod to the camera at the very end and so richard Donner came up to him he's like okay he's like whatever you do do not laugh or smile in this shot and he kept like telling him not to do it to reverse psychology this little kid and so when he shot when he shot it the kid was trying like the kid was just like he wanted to be a little shit so he went like "Mm." and he did the smirk to fuck with richard donner (laughs) because he wanted to be like thank you i'm gonna smile and richard donner knew that he was gonna do that
0: Amazing. Like
1: they had this like really bizarre like relationship through the whole movie because he was constantly like emotionally manipulating him.
0: <laughs> but the kid because well, it's like that's the only way he can get through to this kid who's just yeah, doing shit. So just yeah, like I well think, fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm get the sure. shots I need.
1: Exactly, and well, like you know, I guess it's better than like driving you know Shelley Duvall insane like Stanley Kubrick yeah. did. You know, I think the kid at was, this
0: point oh, you're I'm you're just kind of like. Sort of manipulating this kid to get the shots you need in your movie, but it's because this kid is being a little shit, and he's not taking directions. So you have to yeah. reverse psychologize him to make him think that he's fucking with you, but really you're fucking with him.
1: <laughs> you think you could fuck with me? Well, gonna fuck with you. I'm gonna one up this six-year-old.
0: <laughs> the six-year-old is gonna fuck with him by actually following the direction.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's That's dead. the only way. But, so it's wonderful. Oh, cool. It's a it's a fun little That's it's a great. fun little movie. Go check it
0: out. It's a good one. I just have one little interesting fact, um, and that it's basically this director, this type of campiness um, that he does like with his tone, specifically with the superhero movies. Um, he inspired uh, Tim Burton <laughs> the way oh. that he did his uh, Batman movie. Yeah.
1: Oh, that totally makes sense. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So I thought that was cool.
1: I loved the Richard Donner Superman movie. I showed that yeah. to I showed it to Vanessa after like showing her like part of I think the Man of Steel movie because I told her how like how depressed I was after watching the Man of Steel because I was like, wow, that. You know, maybe Christopher Reeves is a little too old-fashioned for some people, but I really wish that he was like Christopher Reeves, and you could be like, "Hi, everybody! I'm Superman! I'm gonna save the day!" And like, I showed the I showed the movie to Vanessa. She's like, "Wow, that's so much better! I actually like Superman. It's like it made me feel good." I was like, "Yeah, that's what
0: Superman." Well, yeah. I don't even mean to give a
1: shit about Superman, but like no. Richard Donner made me give a shit about Superman because he was such a nice Superman-
0: guy. It's just supposed to be, like, an all-around, wholesome, all-American yeah. good guy. Like, that's what Superman is. Don't try to make him this dark, brooding character. Like, that's what Batman's for. Yeah, Batman is a dark, brooding character. But Superman, he's just, like, a great Samaritan. He's a good yeah. dude.
1: And when he's also, like, has, like, godlike powers, you don't want him to be a murder monster. You want him to be a good guy where you're not, like, oh, is he gonna, like, fucking tear my face off or, like, laser beam a hole through my body? Like, I don't fucking know what you're gonna do to me, dude. You just punched a guy through, like, ten buildings and killed a thousand people.
0: (laughs) I'm super over, like, the whole dark universe of, like, Superman. It's like, can we go back to having people just be genuine good people and like they don't have to have this dark brooding backstory yeah like some characters it makes sense like the backstory of batman and the joker it seems like that would be pretty fucked up like that Mm -hmm. makes some sense superman like he's not even human like just make him like a person that wants to help human beings like yeah, that a makes beacon <laughs> a beacon of hope a beacon of hope like he doesn't have to be human but he has to like have like some sort of a love like an unconditional love for human beings to want yeah. to save them all the time and
1: optimism that that humans are better than what we
0: generally show.
1: You know what? The world's fucked up enough and humans are evil enough on their own. Like, there are so many terrible people in the world. Go read the news for five minutes and I guarantee you it'll be far darker and more depressing than anything Zack Snyder could do with Superman. Like, (laughs) I just,
0: when I read the news, I
1: wish Superman was real so that he could save us. Yep. I want him to fly in and just be like, save the day. I'm Superman. (laughs)
0: Listen to me. I am Superman. But yeah. but yeah, I'm gonna end this podcast here because we are running long. It's already an hour and a half.
1: Oh so, geez, <laughs> enough old <laughs> man a, ranting.
0: <laughs> yeah, thanks everybody for listening, and I hope everybody watches The Omen because it was it was a good, classy horror movie watch. And yeah, I hope you guys perfect for enjoy, Halloween. Yeah, enjoy your Halloween festivities, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. All right, podcast's over. I don't want to be here anymore.